Come on, love him right now. Love him with your hand clap. Love him with your praise. Come on, love him right now all across this building. Hallelujah. 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 We give you high praise. We exalt thee. We extol thee. Hallelujah. 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 He would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. What's the main thing? What is the main thing out of that entire verse? Your soul. He would that your soul would prosper. He would that you would get your mind on Jesus. He would that you would make sure that your heartbeat is, oh, for grace to trust you more. I, I, I got to do it. I, man, I, I need some more. I need some help. I, there's sometimes that the going gets rough, and I need some encouragement. Oh, hallelujah. He would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. Lord, let our soul be at the forefront of our mind. Let our soul have our attention today. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, from the back to the front, from side to side, in your name, Jesus, let our soul be priority today. We know it's priority for you, but as individuals, men, women, couples, Lord, I pray right now, married, Lord, engaged, God, whoever it is, in the name of Jesus, young adults, Lord, young people, in the name of Jesus, let our soul be priority today. Let our soul be priority today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles or your phones, I encourage you to get them. I know that it will be on the screen, but I encourage you to get it so you can find it later, so you can have it later. We're going to get into the word of the Lord a lot today. They will uh, put it on the screen for you. I will tell you that. This may not be your ordinary Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving marriage, or marriage, or pre-Thanksgiving, I don't know why I'm on that today, but I am thinking about married people today, but um, your pre-Thanksgiving message, but I hope and pray that it does exactly what I feel the Lord wants it to do today, that it will motivate you as an individual. I want, it, I want you to be motivated as couples. I want you to be motivated as young adults. I want you to be motivated as married people. I want you to be motivated as people together, but I want you to be motivated individually to serve Jesus Christ. I want you to be motivated to find out what it is that I'm going to tell you today. If you've ever wondered, I'll just ask you, has anybody ever wondered about the will of God for your life? Raise your hand. Well, guess what? I got the answer today. I'll tell you what, man. I, I didn't know I had that today. I got the answer for you today. And it's found in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. And this is hard, ladies and gentlemen. This scripture is really hard because when you take the second and the third word of this scripture, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. There's too much junk going on. But listen to what it says. In everything, 
Everybody say everything. everything. If you can highlight that in your Bible that's on your phone or iPad or, or you got a pen, highlight that. Underline that. In everything, give thanks. Think about it. It's all right. Y'all look at me for a minute. Think about that for a minute. So your transmission fell out while you were driving down the highway. Everything. So the wife's mad at you, real, 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 real mad at you. It's in the dictionary. Look it up. It's in there. It's like really mad at you. The husband told you that your casserole was nasty. That's stupid, but he did it. In everything, the Bible says, give thanks. Listen, here it is. I told you I had it for you today. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. That's the will of God for you. We're going to talk about some stuff today. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Remember, we ain't having church this week. Enjoy your family. So this is one message for the entire week. You got to get it. I didn't say you didn't need to give. I just said we weren't having church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Put that in there. I wouldn't be a good pastor if I didn't put that in there. Amen. So at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, if you want to return the offerings, you can do that online, all that good stuff. Amen. But no, enjoy your family. Today, I'm going to preach from this thought, the will of God for you. The will of God for you. Say it, the will of God for me. The will of God for me. Lord, we thank you so very much for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, help me for the next few minutes, Lord, to deliver what you want me to say to every individual in this place. And Lord, my prayer is, my prayer is, and they will soon see that this altar would be filled. Lord, it is not just to play on words. It's not just to buy their time today. But my prayer is that this altar would be filled. And Lord, there would be people that are broken before you that want to understand and know, Lord, that the will of God for my life is to give you thanks, to exalt you and to magnify you and to praise your name in the good time and in the bad time. Lord, we honor you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And the church says amen. Amen. If you would, before you're seated, turn around and find a face that you haven't seen and tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. You may be seated. I'm going to have to be real loud because there's people that went to the bathroom, so I'm going to have to make sure I get it out there. One of these days we'll have it where you can hear it in the hallways. But right now... I'm just going to have to be real loud. The will of God for you. The will of God for you. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving could be defined as the aspect of praise that gives thanks to God for what he has done for us. Ideally, Thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart. 
But there is a mandate. Somebody say a mandate. A mandate given by God that we are to give thanks in everything regardless, regardless of our situation, regardless of our attitude. I don't want to say thank you. <laughs> regardless of your attitude. Regardless of if the casserole was nasty or not, give thanks. Amen? Give thanksgiving. Be thankful unto him. Let's look what David exclaimed about it. What David talked to us about in Psalms 107 and verse 8. It will be on the screen. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That men would say thank you. Say thank you right now. Thank you. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. No matter what's going on. That's all it says, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. I'm going to give you praise no matter what. I'm going to kick my heels together no matter what. You're good. Just let me, Let's just explain this right now. Sister Joe, is there any time that God is not good? She said no, if y'all didn't hear her. She's really outspoken. <laughs> Brother James, is there's not a wrong answer. I, I guess there is, but is there any time that God is not good? He's good all the time. So no matter what goes on in your life, Brother Tex, no matter you had a flat tire, nobody, somebody scratched your pretty white car in the parking lot of that, even though you parked way out there, somebody scratched that door, he's good. No matter what. No matter what's going on. No matter if he died, she died, they died, and everybody died, and you're all by yourself. He's still good. And so the Bible tells us. David, he told us, he enjoyed, he said, listen to me. Y'all listen. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And so, in other words... He's always good, so you have nothing more to do than to give him thanks and to praise him and to praise God. Again, again, David would vow in Psalms 146, while I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Now, let's just break that down. My goodness, are you kidding me? While I'm breathing, I'm to do nothing else but to give him thanks. I am to praise him. So what? Bad things happen. So what? Horrible things and people are nasty and gross and they're no good and they're mean. So no, it doesn't matter. I, I, I get it and I, I show empathy and I'm, I'm sorry and I hate it that things happened to you when you were a child and I'm not belittling that and yes, that person's a punk. And they're no good. And I pray that God forgives them. But the Bible says, while you have a being, David was telling us, while you have breath in your body, the will of God for your life, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened this morning. It Some of y'all need to get this today on Thanksgiving Eve. I'm telling you today, the will of God for our life is to always give thanks unto Jesus Christ. 
The will of God for our life is to every day honor and magnify the Lord. This same David that shouted, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not his benefits. Who forgave all, listen to this, who forgave all thine iniquities. I'm going to stop right there. Does anybody remember what God forgave you of? He don't remember, but do you remember? Stand to your feet, seriously. Help me out. We're going to have class participation today. Who remembers what God forgave you of? Some of you ain't standing. I'm not kidding. Come on now. Good God Almighty. Cowboys score a touchdown and we go absolutely crazy. I ask you to stand up. Stay there for a minute. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget, forget not. So some of you sitting down, you forgot. David said, forget not. Don't forget. Don't forget all of his benefits. Who forgave all thine iniquities. Who healeth all diseases. So you're in this building today and you got a disease, you got a problem, you got an issue. Hear me. All of that stuff's going on in your body and you don't like it. And it makes you mad. The Bible says, don't forget the iniquities that he forgave you of. But also, listen, he can heal every disease. I know you got a disease. I know problems are persistent. I know issues and issues and issues upon issue continue to happen. But he forgave you of all of your iniquities. He brought you out of the miry clay and set your feet up on the rock to stay. Don't forget that stuff. You may be seated. Go look at it. Go look at Psalms 100, 1 through 3. When I read that yesterday morning, I got all together crazy. I'm not joking. I, I've read it before. But when I looked at it, all thine iniquities, who forgave all thine iniquities. And I stopped right there. And I, I'm telling you, I promise to Jesus Christ that I was sitting in my office yesterday morning. And I started thinking about, man, you know, I've been an okay guy. He's kept me from a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that nobody knows about that Darren knows about. That Darren did. But when I really got, Brother Philip, when I really got it in my spirit, man, I can't live this life. I can't live this double life. I got to ask God to forgive me. I remembered that stuff. And I remembered that he was faithful and just to forgive every bit of my sins. All the nasty stuff, all the things that I don't, I'm not proud of, that I don't like to talk about. And guess what? He forgot about all that stuff. I'm just telling, I just, I, life just helps me with this because then I start thinking about, man, this has happened and that has happened. But man, he's still great. And he's still wonderful. And he forgave me of every iniquity. And he healeth, the Bible says, who healeth all thine diseases. All these diseases, he, he can take care of that. But my iniquity is what I need to remember about. 
Because when I've got, man, I got a flesh-eating bacteria on my leg or something, and it ain't work, nothing's happening right. I'm going to go back. Hold on. Yeah, he forgave me of that. I, gotta, I get a limp. You know what? He still forgave me of all those problems. I got to go in and get my leg cut off. Man, you know what? I still got an iniquity that I remember he forgave me of. I'll walk with a limp all day long. I don't give a rip. Why? Because he still forgave me of all my iniquity. Yeah, he will heal the body. Yeah, he'll heal us of all the issues and the problems. But the thing that's got our eternity in mind is our iniquities. You can go to heaven with one leg, baby, but you can't go to heaven with iniquities in your spirit. We better be thankful unto the Lord. You may be seated. It proved it just a moment ago. And I don't mean to bash anybody or get mad at anybody. Don't get offended at me. Get offended at God. But I put it in my notes. Many of us, many people today in this day and age have forgotten the benefits of Jesus Christ. God, unfortunately, I told you it wasn't going to be your everyday Thanksgiving message. There will be a little mm in there. God is no longer in their conscience. That's why I say something like, man, do you remember where God brought you from? And it's crickets. That's why I say, man, you better get to the prayer room because if you don't go to the prayer room, you're going to forget some stuff. You don't go to the prayer room, you're not going to keep your mind and your spirit right where it needs to be. You're not going to keep your conscience where it needs to be. The Bible talks about our conscience can be seared with a hot iron. That means no feeling. You ain't got no feels anymore. Nothing happens when you hear about the goodness and the grace of Jesus Christ. It's all the bad things that are happening. Jesus, for some, I hope it's not all of us in this building, but there may be some, and that's why I said I want the altars filled here in a moment. Some don't no longer have Jesus in the picture. Jesus is no longer on the fireplace mantle. Jesus is no longer in the car, just stuffed in the dash in front of the speedometer. No, you forgot about Jesus. Anybody remember that sweet, sweet Jesus? Anybody remember that sweet, kind Jesus? The first time you met him, anybody remember that? Anybody remember that sweet boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance? You remember how it was? Oh, man. You got that picture, and you put it right in front of the hot cold of the, of the air conditioner on your dash, and you turned it all the way to red, baby. You hot to try. Forefront, you had you had a picture of her boys in the wallet. You had a picture of her in the speedometer. You had one right there in the car. You open up. Mm, yeah, girl, what's up? I love you. That's how we treat Jesus. 
and he filled us with the Holy Ghost and we got baptized in his name and man he forgave us of all of our sins and man all the ailments and the issues of life just passed away and man we lived for God for 25 years you can't find him in the dash you can't find him on the speedometer you can't find him anywhere he ain't nowhere around Brother Tex, you talked about it. You talked about it so good up in your breakout. I encourage you to go listen to it. We better build a long-lasting relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what goes our way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your back goes out. It doesn't matter if hurt and pain comes. It doesn't matter if death comes. It doesn't matter if cancer comes. The will of God for your life is to give him praise and to give him honor and thanksgiving. You may be seated. Eternity. And I say this with love. Eternity is no longer in your thought life. You don't even think about it. And I'm not going to be mean, but I am going to be blunt. You don't even care about eternity. Brother Patrick, where you at? I love that sweet little baby. That, that sweet little baby just helped me out today because it made me think about, man, that sweet little baby, that little grandsister, Angela, that sweet little grands, grandbaby. Look at that. You look at that. Sweet. I want him to walk. I want her to walk. I want them to walk. I want every one of them to live healthy. I want them to all be wonderful. I want it to be. I want to get all the clothes you can get for them. I want to take them hunting. I want to take them fishing. I want to get them on a four wheeler. I want to do whatever I can. I want the they, girls need to wear dresses. They need to wear. They be pretty. Be princess. All these little things they need to. Do. I want all that to happen. But the number one thing, brother Patrick, that I want to happen is I want that little baby to get in their mind. Eternity is the most important thing and I'm going to be the one to teach him and you're going to be the one. To... Eternity is all you need to think about. Eternity is all that needs to be at the forefront of your mind. Who cares about your retirement? Who cares about how many cars you have in the driveway? Who cares about how much money you have in the bank? If you don't think about eternity, the Bible says that this world will pass away. This right here, right here, I'm not talking about his beating heart. I'm talking about his soul that you can't see. Sweet little baby and mama and Austin hold today. That beating heart will go away. But the soul, the soul that was born better get eternity on its mind. Here, Pastor Darren, today, church is no longer a place where we can get eternity on our mind. Church, you may be seated, is for weddings. Church is for funerals. Church is for other activities. I don't know, we've never played bingo here that I know of. It's for bingo, and it's for it's for Xboxes, and it's for fun activities. It's for Christmas banquets, and it's for fun things like that. No! It's for us to get eternity on our mind. Yeah. 
Bishop Gilbert didn't build a church here on this property just to be a place where we have activities. I didn't remodel every square inch of this building and continue to do so for us just to have a cool place to come and gather. My sole purpose for every square inch from the prayer room to the children's church to every classroom from this building for every office is that we can put a magnifying glass on eternity. I would to God that some of you would get it in your spirit. I'm not just screaming about it to be screaming about it. I'm screaming about it to hopefully shake your spirit that will make you realize that eternity is important. I say this with caution. For some, Brother Cooper. Church is lightly regarded as a necessary evil. Uh, got to do it. Don't want to, but I got to. We are by large, as a people in this building and outside of this building, talking about your turkey and your dressing. I'm not talking about the clothes that somebody bought for you. I'm not talking about the family that you have, but I'm talking about we're not thankful for a God that loves us so much that he gave himself for us. Just stop for a moment and close your eyes and think about it. Think about what he did for you and me. I know it's not Easter. That's when we got to preach about this, right? No. No, I'm talking about a God that he looked over the balcony of heaven and he said, nothing's working. It's all not working, so I'm going to have to robe myself in flesh. And I'm going to have to come live for 33 and a half years and I'm going to let him kill me and I'm going to be the spotless lamb. And we bellyache about the problems we have. The will of God for your life is to lift your voice in adoration to the King of Kings. The will of God for my life, no matter what's going on, in everything, give thanks unto the King. In everything, worship Him and honor Him. Oh, let me tell you something. It'll fix everything that's going on in your life. Your children disobey. If you'll give God thanks, God's going to do some work. If you'll give God thanks when your job is in shambles, God will fix a whole lot of stuff. When you and I... Get our posture right. I've heard it. I've heard it. Man, there's so much month and not enough money. I get it, I promise. I promise whether you think so or not, I promise I know. I get it. But I've learned. I didn't always have it, I promise. But I've learned. I had to learn it. Parents taught me, but I didn't learn it then. I had to learn it to get my posture right. When all hell has broken loose. When there's so when when bill collectors are calling you. When collection agencies are calling you and telling you, you owe this, you owe this, you owe this, and you better get it done. And all I can say is, blessed be the name of the Lord. There's no possible way with me. But with you, all things are possible. 
And so I give you praise and I give you honor no matter what. We should be. We ought to be thankful to God for all things. But especially for his work of salvation. I'm thankful that he is sanctifying. I'm thankful that he sanctifies you and me through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let me stop for a moment. Commercial break. If you don't have the Holy Ghost except a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All right? Just putting that in there. Back to regular broadcasting time here. We all, all need to thank God. We all need to show appreciation to him. For every prayer that he's answered. We all need to let him know, God, you've answered so many prayers. And you've done so many great things. You are perfect in every single way. You have done everything perfect in my life. Nothing has been wrong, oh Lord, by the work of your hand. And I give you praise. And I give you honor for that understand. I get it. I know it. I've had friends. Man, if there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. If there was a God, that wouldn't have happened. If there was a God, and they throw in the proverbial towel and they get rid of I don't, there's no God. No, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter the junk that happened. He's still faithful and just to forgive all sin. If it's in there, correct me. But I've never seen it that this life is going to be a bed of roses. This life is going to be peace and joy and freedom and hope. And it's going to be great all the time. It never says that. It does not say that. But it does tell me that his focus is on our eternity. Because he says things like this. I'm faithful and I'm just to forgive all sins. Yes, I do work miracles. Yes, I do cause the blind to see and the lame to walk. But my whole purpose is not to do that. My whole purpose is to make sure that you are a spotless lamb, that you made yourself ready, that you've done everything possible. To make heaven your home. Colossians 3 and verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Truth Church Dream Team every Sunday morning. We come together. And we, we, it's not original by us. We saw it somewhere else. But as, as I begin to think on it, I was like, that's the best thing we could ever do. We get our hands together and we say, one, two, three, Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus. And yeah, I know it's, it's like Friday night football game. Everybody's like, what is this all about and crazy? But if you think about it, we're but human. We sing wrong notes. We don't open the doors. We don't even show guests in their seat sometimes. We have made up in our mind everything we do, we're going to do it all in the name of Jesus. 
We're failures. But God is no failure. We mess up and don't do things by our system sometimes. But God does everything by his system. And he does it great. And he does it in order. And he does it proper. So I want to make sure everything we do from top to bottom is done all in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the name of Jesus can cleanse the leopard. Yes. The name of Jesus can make the lame to walk. Yes. But the name of Jesus can save a soul. The name of Jesus can mend the broken spirit and cause them to find life again. Question today, question today that I want to ask is why do we forget? Why do we forget about all that he's done for us? Why do we forget about our iniquities being forgiven? Why do we forget and we hail and high water comes and the rain and the sleet and the snow and the hurts and the pains and all this stuff comes and we throw in the towel, if you will, because... We don't remember. Why do we not remember? Well, it didn't start with us, ladies and gentlemen. Throughout the Bible, we can find story after story. Why did only one cleansed leopard return to Jesus? Why? Because I feel because that one leopard started looking around and was like, you know something? This couldn't happen any other way. That, that guy is somebody different. I mean, I was oozing on this side 25 minutes ago, but now there's nothing. My toes are still gone, but they're not pussy and bleeding and that's a baby skin. Man. And he started remembering. Man, oh, that guy's real. That guy, cared, that guy cared about me. That's why I believe. Here are some reasons. Some reasons. Or excuses, rather. Why they didn't return to give him thanks. One. And it happens. I, I just want you to think about it. It's probably going to happen. I, I rebuke the adversary and the one that lies and steals and kills and destroys, but it's probably going to happen when you come to the altar in a minute and God does a work in you and your life is beginning to be changed and your eternity, your destination is changed. You are going to be like this individual that had this kind of thought process. He was just going to wait. I, I'm not going to go back yet because I'm going to wait to see if this cure is real. Some of you in the building today will get a touch from God and you'll, you'll have that kind of thought process. Man, did I really get forgiven? Did, I, did something really change? Is this, is this thing that happened here between me and God and my, my, my relation, is it really going to take? One, I wanted to see if it would last. One said he would go see Jesus later. I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. I just, right now I don't have time. i got to go see the king. One decided that, you know, there was nothing ever really wrong with me in the first place. One said he would have gotten well on anyway all by himself. I didn't really need God. One probably gave glory to the priest, gave him praise. You're the one that really 
did this. Just stop for a moment. I can't heal you. I can't save you. I can't change your life, but I know the one who can. One probably said, well, you know, Jesus really didn't do anything anyway. Jesus really didn't make the difference in this situation. One probably said, any rabbi could have done this. And one said, I was really much improved already. No, ladies and gentlemen, the only one that can heal. The only one that can transform. The only one that can make the blind to see, the lame to walk, the leper to be healed. The only one that can do that is Jesus. And we can give every excuse in the book. I'm telling you right now, he is not worried about the leprosy today. He's not worried about the ailment that you have in your body today. He's worried about your eternity. And I'm here to tell you that Pastor Darren screaming from the rooftops, Jesus Christ is the only one that can save your soul and I'm telling you right now you need to have the attitude of the very first one the very one that ran back to him oh only Jesus can satisfy my soul only Jesus can make me free and whole only Jesus Ephesians 5 and 20 giving thanks always somebody say always giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible does not say give him thanks sometimes. Always. I know you don't want to look at him. I know you don't want to look at her. I know you don't want to say it again. I know you want to do class participation, but do it for me. Look at him and say always. Come on, look at your spouse. Look at your friend. Always. 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 Give him thanks. Let's read it again. I know. We're going, we're going to ride this dead horse because we need to get it in our brains. Giving thanks always. What is that little word there? A-L-L, what's that say? For all things. What? All things, ladies and gentlemen. How many come from broken homes? That ain't the will of God, is it? The Bible says give thanks always. How many have had hurts that you don't think could ever be fixed? Raise your hand. Giving thanks always for all things. I don't even got this scripture up there. But the Bible tells me, Brother Jason, that he works out everything for my I know you want to give up. I know you want to throw in the towel, but I ain't the will of God for your life. I was kind of preaching, but I'm preaching now. Some of you 
the towel. That ain't the will of God for your life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. From top to bottom or everywhere in between. It's a lie from the pit of hell. What you need to do is pull up your bootstraps and you need to read the word of God. Giving thanks always for all. Yeah, I am crazy and I'm a little mad right now because the devil is a liar. And I'm telling you, the will of your God is for you to live and not die. The will of your God is to give him praise and to give him honor. Yes, I'm a little upset. Yes, I'm a little mad. Not at you, but I'm mad at the sorry, no good Sap-eaten devil. Let me get my composure and get back to scripture here. You may be seated. 2 Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. You need to listen. I am preaching, but we all need to listen right now. For men shall be lovers of them, of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Listen to this. Big time. Unthankful. Unthankful. You don't want to be a statistic and you boast your big chest and say, I ain't going to be a statistic. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. You better get in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Because when you start, I'm going to do it my way. Highway, get all crazy and acting like a nitwit. Listen, I know I've done it too. I don't know what a nitwit is, but we'll define that next week. Unthankful. Unholy. And then look where it goes. Because you're boaster, because you're proud, because all, look where it goes next, without natural affection. Then you become a truth breaker. I said it ain't the will of God to do anything except give Jesus Christ thanks. False accusers. Despisers of those that are good. I'll miss a few things. You read it. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Oh, stop for a moment. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Yes, he would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. Yeah, he wants you to have fun. He wants you to be joyous. But he don't want you to love that more than you love him. Listen to verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Listen to this. From such, turn away. From such, turn away. 
Don't even sit down to dinner with them. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is the direction that it can go if we don't give God thanks. When we have an unthankful spirit, unthankful heart, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, man, there's problems in my life. Give God thanks. We've answered that. We've answered that. Go back to our last verse. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. I know I'm repeating myself, but we don't get it. Myself included. Everybody in this building, the guy holding the microphone, we don't get it. In every stinking or good thing, I put that in there. I know I'm not supposed to add or take away. In every stinking or good thing, give thanks. Unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm giving him praise and I'm giving him honor no matter what's going on in my life. No matter what's going on in my life. No matter if I look across the horizon and I see hurricane force winds and clouds and rain and all this junk coming my way, thank you, Jesus. I love you and I exalt your name. This is what I want us to get. Somebody said the will of God for you. Our buddy Paul, man, he's a good dude. Because he knows how to put it plain. Paul, he placed unthankful, being unthankful in the same category as blasphemers. You mean somebody that blasphemes the Holy Spirit? I'm, in the, I'm like standing in the same line as that person? That puts a new spin on being thankful all the time, don't it? Oh, that's a good message, Pastor Darren. I, you, you're doing real good this morning. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. What? You mean I'm in the same category as a blasphemer? Not today, Satan. That lets you know and me know how important that it is that we give God thanks. Hear me. This is what I want you to get, this last word. In and for everything. That's how important it is. I shall never be in the same category as a blasphemer. Listen to me. Y'all get mad at me, get upset. I don't want you to leave the church, but if it makes you that mad, then I probably nothing I can do for you anyway. Come on. And I'm not being mean. Come on. I promise you. Please understand I say this in love. Because I'm trying I told you it's not the same kind of Thanksgiving message you've ever heard before. So I'm, I just I put that out there, I prefaced it, I put it over the pulpit here, just letting you know that. We walk in the building. The songs are sang, the preacher preaches, the, um, we give our offerings, all this kind of stuff, and we sit there like bumps on the log. I'm not really emotional. Okay, so check this out. You are. Because if I tied you to the chair that you're at right now and I just lit it on fire, you would get very emotional. 
Everyone in this room would get very emotional. Pastor's a lunatic, and that person's going to die. You need to stop this. This is insane. Why are you doing this, Pastor Darren? You are emotional. And it is in you. And you can get excited about something. Why don't we get excited about something that is eternal? I'm old. Get over yourself. Bishop Gilbert's, he ain't pushing up days, but he ain't doing very good either. But look at him. He's back here like, he can barely even walk. He has to have somebody guide him. But he's doing the best he can, popping that arm, lifting that arm, excited. And that's why I'm using him as an example. Because he understands, in everything, I'm going to give thanks. I may, be, I may spend half of my life, the rest of my life, tied to a chair. But I'm going to give thanks unto God. Because he understands that the pumping of the arm and shouting hallelujah and thank you Jesus and man, that's good preaching, pastor. It's more than just for me today. It's for eternity. God is saying, yeah, he's preaching my word. Yeah, he's telling you how you need to live. The will of God for your life is to give God thanks in everything. You may be seated. Give me about two more minutes. I said two more minutes and I held up three fingers. I'm dyslexic. That's right. Giving thanks is not and will never be an option or a suggestion. It's a command. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Here it is. That ye can if you want to. That ye should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Isaiah 30 and 21 goes on to say, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Get to moving, baby. Let's go now. This is the way. Right now is the way. Get up and walk ye in it. Ephesians 4 and 5 says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. We better walk in it, baby. You better get excited about it, baby. It's important to give God thanks. He's the one true God. Beside him is no other. I give you thanks. I give you honor. I'll never stop praising you for being who you are. Goes on to say in Colossians 2 and 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are, somebody say ye are. Ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Ladies and gentlemen, walk ye in it. 
get excited about it. Declare it who he is. You're giving him praise. You're giving him thanksgiving every time you declare these scriptures. Every time you quote them. Every time you talk about them. You're giving him thanks. That's the will of God for your life. 1 Timothy 3. And without controversy. Great. Great. It's a mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Listen to this. Believe on in the world, received up into glory. In the world, he's believed on. In the world, he was talked about. In the world, doesn't matter all the stuff that happened. He is the one true God beside him. There is no other. He is who he says he is. We better worship him and praise him. We better exalt him in thanksgiving. Be given unto him. Finally, Deuteronomy 6. Anybody know? Anybody care? The will of God for your life is to give thanksgiving. How do you give thanksgiving? You give thanksgiving to him by lifting him up. How do you lift him up? You quote his word. You declare his word. You let everybody know that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love. It's a command. It's a command. It's a command. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy mind. That is the will of God. So it ain't fair. I know it ain't fair. I don't like it either. But hero Israel, the Lord our God is still one Lord. Yes. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Well, Pastor dear, nothing really bad has happened to you yet. No. And God forbid it does. I hope it don't happen to me. I hope that I, I push up daisies naturally someday. I, I hope I don't have to go through any kind of horrible problem personally by myself. And I hope that never happens. But if it does, I'm preparing myself, Brother Cooper. I really am. Get myself set. I always refer to sports stuff, and you just have to bear with me. That's what we did. We get behind that big old curtain, that run-through curtain that we stand behind. And we got ready. Yeah, boys, we got to get it together. We didn't win my senior year, but we went before that, so that's when it really counted. Sorry about that. It's for those of you that know my history. Man, we get pumped up. We get excited. We're going to do it. You're going to take him out. You're going to destroy him. We got this, guys. And we get all pumped up. That's what I'm doing right now when I read these scriptures. I'm not wishing anything on me. I'm not hoping. I'm not saying anything's going to happen to me personally. But if it does, I'm going to go back to these scriptures. I'm going to say, you know something? I got that flesh-eating bacteria. I got that problem. I got these issues. I got these problems in my personal being. But hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy might. Listen to me. What are you saying, Pastor Darren? I can't find it in the book anywhere that it gives any prerequisite. You do this. You only love him and give him thanks with your, all your heart, soul, mind, and if everything's going great and wonderful. If everybody is great in your life and nobody's having problems and there's no, there's no hurt and pain, there's, no, there's nobody killing anybody, there's no divorce, there's no, there's no hatred, there's no mean, then love the Lord your God with all your heart. No, that's not what it says. It says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, 
with all thy soul and with all thy might. Whatever it takes. Get pumped up about it. I love you, Jesus. I know every... Don't, be, don't keep trying to find the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life is to love Him and let Him work everything else out for you. Let Him guide everything. Let Him lead everything. Let Him make it all... But if you'll love God, you'll love others. If you love God, you'll love your family. If you love God, you'll work it out. Or He'll work it out. Stand to your feet all across the building. As you're standing, I want you to hear me today. I'm going to stay close to my notes here toward the conclusion of this because I want you to hear it. I want to tell you that it is the blood of Jesus that was shed to save your soul from a burning hell. It was the blood of Jesus that was shed to save my soul and your soul from a burning hell. And the only way to really thank him, the only way to really show thanksgiving is finding a place and kneeling before him. If you'll just go with me there right now, it's kneeling before him in that blood that still flows from Calvary today. The blood has never stopped flowing. The blood has never stopped streaming from Calvary. And the way to show thanksgiving, the way to show true thanks is getting on your knees in that bloodstream and allowing that same blood that started flowing when it flowed out of his physical body and onto the ground and still flows today in the spiritual realm is allow it to flow over your body and cleanse you. You want to give him thanksgiving? That's how you give him thanksgiving. Let him do what he came here to do today. But if you refuse, if you just flat out refuse, reject his sacrifice you truly listen to me you are truly mocking the mercy of my savior oh pastor Darren I'm going to stand back here it's alright go ahead and mock the mercy that Jesus has for you you're sincerely sincerely showing him that you loathe, you despise his love. That's why it's important we come to the altar every time the service happens. That's why it's important that we come and we kneel before him. It may, everything that was preached, you may not have got any of it. And you, it's important that you come to the altar. And this is what I want you to hear me. You show him. When you don't respond, I'm not, it ain't about me. So take me out of the picture. I could care less. I've done what God's told me to do. But every time we come to the house of God and we don't come to the altar, we're showing God how ungrateful we are for his grace and his mercy and his peace and his love. That's not the will of God. I can tell you right now, it is not the will of God for you to walk out the doors and not respond to God. 
You're not responding for me. I promise you, I, don't, I, I do not care. I learned a long time ago. Pastor told me, he taught me, and he taught me, well, I don't preach for a response. I love a response. I love it. But I don't live for it, and I don't preach for it. Because I understand some people are just not going to. But literally what happens, you are telling God, I'm ungrateful. And this is what I want you to hear. God takes that ingratitude personally. What if, what if God couldn't take the time to bless us today because we couldn't take the time yesterday to give him thanks? What if God decided to stop leading us tomorrow because we did not follow him today? What if we never saw another flower bloom because we grumbled when God sent rain? What if God didn't walk with us today because we failed to recognize it was his day? What if God took away the Bible tomorrow because we would not read it today? What if God took away his message because we failed to listen to his messenger? What if the door of the churches were closed because we did not open the door of our heart? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we failed to love and care for the broken and the hurting? What if God would not hear us today because we would not listen to him yesterday? What if God answered our prayer the way we answered his call in this service today? What if God met our need the way we give him our lives? And if you would, media team, put up Psalms 103 verse 10. I want us to be thankful for what we have. Not, not even giving mind of what we don't have. He hath not dealt with us after our sin. Listen to this, nor rewardeth us according to our iniquities. Wow. Does anybody remember your sin? Close your eyes all across the building for a moment. He hath not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewardeth us according to our iniquities. He doesn't want to give us what we deserve, in other words. You deserve and I deserve to burn in hell. You and I deserve to hear, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. It's because of you that this world is in shambles. It's because of me that this world is in shame. We've done too much wrong. That's what we deserve. But he hath not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according 
to our iniquities. But what he wants to do is he wants to open his loving arms. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, what is the will of God for your life? The will of God for your life is to look at that scripture and say, you know something? I don't, I don't deserve it. I don't get it. I don't know why he does it. I don't know why he forgave me. I don't know why he's still forgiving me. But I thank you, Jesus. If you never do another thing, you forgave me that one time. You've changed me that one time. You dealt with me with peace and love and joy. Pastor, what is the point of your message today? The point of my message today is Thanksgiving should be known as Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving should be known as Thanksgiving. Every day that we live, we should give God thanks for all that he's done. The Bible declares it day in, day out, week in, week out, in everything. Give thanks. I'm not diminishing Brother Gary. Your title. Slide. But if I could add anything to it. I would add things like life isn't fair, but give God thanks. Hurts and pains come, but give God thanks. Your dad molested you, but in everything give thanks. Your mom was cruel and mean, but in everything give thanks. He divorced you for another woman, but in everything give thanks. She divorced you for another man, but in everything give thanks. That doesn't mean you got to like it, but God, I thank you. Why'd you have to take him? Why'd you have to take her, God? In everything, give thanks. That's the will of God for your life. If I could right now, I want to open these altars to you. And I hope that you can be reminded that in everything, we need a revival of giving God thanks. We need a heartbeat of giving God thanks. We need, a, we need an encouragement in our spirit to give God thanks in everything that goes on in our lives. Come on. Come on, you got a bad report this week. I know. I get that. But give God thanks. Come on, it, it changes your lifestyle. It's not, it's not Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. I have made up in my mind I am going to live to give God thanks. How do I do that? You raise your hands in church. How do you do that? You're here every time the doors are open. How do you give God thanks? Bible every day. How do you give God thanks? You to set aside a day every single week to fast, to deny yourself, to say none of me and all of God. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. How do you give God thanks? You lay prostrate before the Lord and you weep. You weep because you don't have the words to cry out in thanksgiving. He loved you so much that he gave himself for you. He loved you so much that he gave himself
What do I need to do, Pastor? What do I need to do, Preacher? The only way that you give Him thanks is you give Him all of your life. Every square inch, every centimeter, every rock that you have buried things under, you open it up and say, God, you have your way. That's how you give Him thanks. Come on. Come on, lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him in adoration. Come on, would you find a loved one? Would you find a friend? Would you find somebody to pray with? Come on, let God lead you. Let God lead you to a posture of thanksgiving. this altar today they want to give thanksgiving they want to live a life of thanksgiving how how do we live a life of thanksgiving come on you're intentional about your relationship with him that's how you do it you make sure that you're going to read the word you make sure that you're going to pray every day you make sure that you're a women's prayer men's prayer you make sure that you're a church-wide prayer you make sure that God is the forefront of your life, that you get eternity in mind. Come on, your family matters. Come on, your daughter matters, your husband matters, your wife matters, your children matter. Come on. Don't stop today. Don't give in today. Give thanks today. The will of God for your life. The will of God for your life is to weep. The will of God for your life is to cry out in adoration to the King. The will of God for your life is to keep His commandments. To thank Him for. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Swallow your pride. Swallow your pride right now and say, God, I need you. That's it. That's it. God's been working on you right now. Let him work on you, yes.
all across this building right now. Would you lift your hands in adoration to the King right now? Come on, you're loving Him. 